Chapter Eighteen of the Rome Express. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Caroline. The Rome Express by Arthur Griffiths. Chapter Eighteen. Repaldi's diary its ownership plainly shown by the record of his name in full natale ripaldi inside the cover was a commonplace notebook bound in shabby drab cloth its edges and corners strengthened with some sort of white metal the pages were of coarse paper lined blue and red and they were dog-eared and smirched as though they had been constantly turned over and used the earlier entries were little more than a record of work to do or done january eleventh to call at cafe di roma twelve thirty beppo will meet me january thirteenth traced m l last employed as model at s's studio palazzo b january fifteenth there is trouble brewing at the circolo bonafede louvai malatesta and the englishman sprott have joined it all are noted anarchists january twentieth mem Petratore. the bestia will not wait x is also pressing and mariuccia situation tightens january twenty third ordered to watch q could i work him no strong doubts of his solvency february tenth eleventh twelfth after q no grounds yet february twenty seventh q keeps up good appearance any mistake shall i try him sorely pressed x threatens me with prefettura march first q in difficulties out late every night is playing high poor luck march third q means mischief preparing for a start march tenth saw q about here there everywhere then followed a brief account of quadling's movements on the day before his departure from rome very much as they have been described in a previous chapter these were made mostly in the form of reflections conjectures hopes and fears hurry-scurry of pursuit had no doubt broken the immediate record of events and these had been entered next day in the train march seventeenth the day previous he has not shown up i thought to see him at the buffet at genoa the conductor took him his coffee to the car i hoped to have begun an acquaintance twelve thirty breakfasted at turin q did not come to table found him hanging about outside restaurant spoke got short reply wishes to avoid observation i suppose but he speaks to others he has claimed acquaintance with madame's lady's maid and he wants to speak to the mistress 
tell her i must speak to her i heard him say as i passed close to them then they separated hurriedly at modan he came to the douane and afterwards into the restaurant he bowed across the table to the lady she hardly recognized him which is odd of course she must know him then why there is something between them and the maid is in it what shall i do i could spoil any game of theirs if i stepped in what are they after his money no doubt so am i i have the best right to it for i can do most for him he is absolutely in my power and he'll see that he's no fool directly he knows who i am and why i'm here it will be worth his while to buy me off if i'm ready to sell myself and my duty and the prefettura and why shouldn't i what better can i do shall i ever have such a chance again twenty thirty forty thousand lire more even at one stroke why it's a fortune i could go to the republic to america north or south send for mariuccia uh, no cospetto i will continue free i will spend the money on myself as i alone will have earned it and at such risk i have worked it out thus i will go to him at the very last just before we are reaching paris tell him threaten him with arrest then give him his chance of escape no fear that he won't accept it he must whatever he may have settled with the others altro i snap my fingers at them he has most to fear from me the next entries were made after some interval a long interval no doubt after the terrible deed had been done and the words were traced with trembling fingers so that the writing was most irregular and scarcely legible ah i am still trembling with horror and fear i cannot get it out of my mind i never shall why what tempted me how could i bring myself to do it but for these two women they are fiends furies it would never have been necessary now one of them has escaped and the other she is here so cold-blooded so self-possessed and quiet who would have thought it of her that she a lady of rank and high breeding gentle delicate tender-hearted tender the fiend oh shall i ever forget her and now she has me in her power but have i not her also we are in the same boat we must sink or swim together we are equally bound i to her she to me what are we to do how shall we meet inquiry santissima donna why did i not risk it and climb out like the maid it was terrible for the moment but the worst would have been over and now there was yet more scribbled in the same faltering agitated handwriting and from the context the entries had been made in the waiting-room of the railroad station i must attract her attention she will not look my way i want her to understand that i have something special to say to her and that as we are forbidden to speak i am writing it herein 
that she must contrive to take the book from me and read unobserved cospetto she is stupid has fear dazed her entirely no matter i will set it all down now followed what the police deemed such damaging evidence countess remember silence absolute silence not a word as to who i am or what is common knowledge to us both it is done that cannot be undone be brave resolute admit nothing stick to it that you know nothing hurt nothing deny that you knew him or me swear you slept soundly the night through make some excuse say you were drugged anything only to be on your guard and say nothing about me i warn you leave me alone or but your interests are my interests we must stand or fall together afterwards i will meet you i must meet you somewhere if we miss at the station front write to me poste restante grand hotel and give me an address this is imperative once more silence and discretion this ended the writing in the notebook and the whole perusal occupied sir charles from fifteen to twenty minutes during which the french official watched his face closely and his friend colonel papillon anxiously but the general's mask was impenetrable and at the end of his reading he turned back to read and re-read many pages holding the book to the light and seeming to examine the contents very curiously well said the judge at last when he met the general's eye do you lay great store by this evidence asked the general in a calm dispassionate voice is it not natural that we should is it not strongly conclusively incriminating it would be so of course if it were to be depended upon but as to that i have my doubts and grave doubts bah interposed the detective that is mere conjecture mere assertion why should not the book be believed it is perfectly genuine wait sir said the general raising his hand have you not noticed surely it cannot have escaped so astute a police functionary that the entries are not all in the same handwriting what oh that is too absurd cried both the officials in a breath they saw at once that if this discovery were admitted to be an absolute fact the whole drift of their conclusions must be changed examine the book for yourselves to my mind it is perfectly clear and beyond all question insisted sir charles i am quite positive that the last pages were written by a different hand from the first End of chapter 18